There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hello, boys and girls. This is Spike. You're listening to Buffy Back Issue Bin. Don't turn it off or I'll rip your throat out. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue, the show where we go through all the Buffy, Angel, and Firefly comics chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. Why are you just doing that hand motion? I don't know. I don't know why I chose to do the hang loose sign, if we're being honest. <laughs> what have I ever done I the hang loose I've sign? I've never seen you do that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Isn't it also I love you in in No, I love language? you. No, you need one more finger for I oh. love you. You got to do the Spider-Man for I love you. Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, in all of my life, I've never done the hang loose sign. But yes, so, so glad you called me out on it. <laughs> Derailed immediately. <laughs> no, it was even before that when the cat started shaking. <laughs> what a, whatever. Here we are. We're back yet again. What are we doing this week? It's not just Buffy. It's not just Angel. It's Hellmouth. We're doing the first half of the Hellmouth crossover. This is a very long crossover. I didn't realize that this was like a six month operation. It's, not, it's like 14 issues. Yeah, but it's like a six-month thing. I don't know how long it takes. It's from like September all the way till... I didn't count the months. But I am here to this count the This is halfway issues. and it's been three, by- three months. Cool. So I'll be covering everything in this crossover so far, not just the main series. So that's going to be covering a lot of creative teams. We will tackle them as we get to them. If you go on the back of any of these Hellmouth books, you'll see a reading order, a checklist. Except the checklist is stupid and flip the first two. Because it doesn't make sense the way they have them listed. And we're starting with the prelude. Yes. Yeah, Those everything else works fine, but those first two, you give them a quick flip. Okay, I guess it's not a six-month event because technically the prelude was September. You're really stuck on the timeline here. It's just a long event. Well, it's an event. Yep. So is the Making It TV show, but that's only two weeks long. That doesn't come out. Yeah, it is. It came yeah. out on Monday. Oh, okay. Have you seen it yet? No. No. Oh. My mom told me about it. Don't let her spoil it. She didn't watch it. It was before it did started. <laughs> so we're starting with Angel Number Five, written by Brian Edward Hill, art by Gleb Melnikov. Apologies if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Brian Edward Hill. That's what I assume I got wrong. Yep, me too. <laughs> me too. But after a little bit of teasing and a couple of issues, we are introduced to Charles Gunn. Actually, his first words are, this is your boy, Gunny. Never going to call him that. Never, you ever, already ever. have on so many of these on the individual issue podcasts on Patreon. Oh, yeah, by, by the, the way, if you're yeah. interested, we have a Patreon. <laughs> issue by issue, non-spoiler and spoiler reviews. Yeah, not going to call Gun Gunny. Oh, wait, you just said. You know what I mean. But it turns out, of all things, Gun is an Instagram streamer. Yes, and he live streams urban exploration at night. This just makes me feel old. I'm not that old. Um, but I'm at a weird point now. At a physical age, no. Technologically speaking, yes. When all this started, the characters were all older than me. Now I'm older than them. So I guess it makes sense that guns into his live streaming. But for me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm never going to do that. Do you know what TikTok is? It's like Vine, but music? Kind of, yeah. I've never seen a TikTok. Okay. I know. I think I saw one pop up on Twitter once. I feel like Twitter is also not the newest thing anymore. <laughs> well, I only joined it a few years ago. Leave me alone. Anyway, Gunn is much more hip than either of us are. Apparently. So he's out doing his thing, giving his his TED Talk on being positive. Yeah. 
To be fair, I've never seen a TED Talk either. You've never seen a TED Talk? I'm generally aware of what they are. You've never seen a TED Talk, though? Really? No. Oh, they're not very long. They're shorter than some of the videos that you have me watch sometimes. Okay. Like that Dracula one. I made it through like four minutes of it. It's 37 minutes long or something. I guess we could shout out Cinemassacre doing a which Dracula movie is most accurate to the book video. I read the book. But we see Gunn in a flashback with his cousin. So we do get a switch up from his sister, Alana. They're running from the cops as they're engaging in some racial profiling. He's a little kid. Yes. Did we already say that? Well, that'd be the flashback part. Oh, I guess so. And they jump into a car with someone that saves them. But it turns out he's a vampire and he murders Gunn's cousin. Her blood splashing on his face. And And Gunn kicks his way out of the car, which is kind of cool for like a 10 year old. But it's going to sound a little bit dark, but I think my favorite piece of art in this whole run so far is right up front here where guns running away and he can hear lucas laughing at him yeah we can see uh, it's the silhouette in red and you can just see these kind of like scratchy ha ha ha's as gun runs away and just it looks terrifying angel is much more of a horror book than the other two yeah it is and to be honest i think this is my favorite bit of art not downplaying the other artists involved but just this one page is so damn solid it is very cool we see it's why gun does what he does but one thing he doesn't stream on Instagram the vampires. is the vampire hunting that he does. Which is the real reason that he's out on urban exploration tours. Now, he has some stakes, and they look... They look metal. Yeah, they, they do. So one thing that we're still doing in this world is still trying to figure out some of the rules. But just, yeah, with the color, it looks metallic. So I don't know what that means. If you can just stab vampires in the heart willy-nilly. I mean, or is this just because it's dark out and that stake is coming... Is just the color is strange because it's dark out? I mean, I feel like it'd be a lot easier to stab someone in the chest with metal than it would be with wood, because you got to break through the ribs. I guess. I don't really know. Well, neither do I from experience. (laughs) (laughs) All of that rib stabbing. I wonder if it's like the silver bullet type idea. I don't know. Maybe it it has to be a pure silver stake. The rules haven't been fully established yet, so we're still learning, but maybe metal works for staking? I, I noticed that too. But Gunn is surrounded by a couple of vampires. One angel jumps in. He's like, hey, I'm angel. I'm going to stab some things. Okay, they're dead now. He's like, can I borrow your steak? Also, do you want a hamburger? <laughs> and Gunn's like, not sure, I guess. This is something that I think is a little bit fun is because we are moving towards the crossover, but we also need to be moving Angel's story forward. And Angel goes, look, we're going to do exposition, but we're going to do it real fast. Yes. I'm angel. I'm a vampire. I'm not evil. I like to stake other ones. Destiny says we're supposed to be together, so if you want to hang out, I'll buy you a burger. And I really enjoy that Gun just kind of rolls with it. Like I, I like the fast exposition dump. Yes, yeah. Like, we're not dwelling. We're just doing this. Let's move on. Yes. It also works because we haven't gotten a lot of exposition from Angel yet. There's been a lot of, like, trying to figure it out as we go along. Who's Lilith? Who's... Our Darla stand-in, whose name I'm blanking on. Yes. That oh, one. Almost said it. <laughs> um, anyway... So we haven't gotten a lot of exposition, so it's kind of nice to be like, all right, here's the basic ground rules. All right, sounds good. So Angel and Gun go snag a burger. And what I like well, about- Angel doesn't, but- Yeah, he buys the burger at least. What I like about this interaction is Gun is trusting of Angel initially versus in the show when he wasn't. And Gun basically says, look, I've seen good guys and bad guys, and I judge people on their actions. So as far as I can tell, you'd count under the good. So I'm not going to- have this weird cantankerous relationship with you like i did before that's gonna come later with spike <laughs> i like that though 
I like that he was like, but if you try anything fancy, I'm going to stake you. And then Angel says, fair play, which just sounds far more Spike than Angel to me. But that's just me. No, I, I totally buy that as an Angel line. I mean, I'm not against it. It's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. It's not like Angel was like, okie dokie. Yes, it just, it just in my brain, it sounded more British than <laughs> Angel. But Angel also goes, hey, while we're just quickly talking exposition, I got to go do a crossover. So if you want to hang out in my house, there's a crazy lady in there. Maybe you'll have a romantic connection with her. I don't know. Don't drink my blood. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> 10 out of 10. So Angel walks outside where he finds Lilith, the mysterious Lilith. You don't need, no, you don't need to do that. I know what you want to say. I didn't say it. Just do it. Not Lilith. No. To be, I don't know if that made it onto the main feed ones or not. How about or just the Patreon ones? Mosiac. Okay, I'm not great with pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, instead of mosaic, yeah, I know. And Lilith. I was thinking Lila. Lilith. Uh huh. I know it's Lilith now. Look, you're way more into Cheers than I am. And Fraser. <laughs> but Lilith is like, hey, go do your crossover. There's some kind of seal opening up. Maybe it's that same seal that we saw in Buffy season seven. It Maybe. Is. It is. But with less terrible CG this time. Always a plus. So again, goes to Angel's house. He's totally bought into this. Also, just so we're clear, Fred is wearing a shirt that says Anti-Vampire Vampire Club. I like that shirt. And I really enjoy it. It's probably my favorite part about this. Not joking. And we have Fred doing her kind of Drusilla thing where she's like, Angel doesn't need us, but he will soon. Yeah. So Angel goes off to Sunnydale for continued adventures meanwhile so even though the checklist says this one's first i'm gonna say do this one second we are gonna hop over to buffy the vampire slayer number eight written by jordy belair art by david lopez because the angel issue that we just read ended with him saying blah 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 i've done terrible things but this is pure torture i have to go back to high school dun 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 it's not exactly what he said basically what he said i mean buffy's all yes the show is all about high school the book is so far all about high school no i know that's just what angel said right there he's all about it okay cool (laughs) so we cut over to buffy and we find out it's halloween and the halloween dance specifically and buffy's terrible at costumes what about music they're listening to probably not what you were listening to in 2010 the when i was at high school dances when i was way too old to be at them oh no just 2010 it tends to be the end of your pop music limits oh yeah that's just because i was in college and going out and yeah basically my pop music knowledge stops then so probably not what they were listening to in 2006 what you were listening to in 2006 carly ray jepson is still newfangled to me yep (laughs) i don't know still a great song still a great song though uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, because it is the holiday season and I have just holiday music playing in the store, her Christmas album is crap. It's no Kelly Clarkson. Unlistenable. That one's awesome. At least you're not biased towards <laughs> Kelly Clarkson in any way, shape, or form. Do you like Kelly Clarkson? <laughs> She's now turned to power ballads, though. Whatever. Let me have my thing. No, I'm just saying. But we're at the Halloween dance. They're probably not listening to the Monster Mash. They might be. It's a Halloween dance. That dude made that remade that song like six times, all diminishing returns. Well, I mean, yeah. Just a guy doing a Boris Karloff impression. Look them up. They're terrible. But everybody's very costumed for this Halloween dance, and it's a very decorated dance, which is fantastic, but I also enjoy that it's definitely still in a gym. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I love is. that. Like, it is definitely a high school dance, and that brings me joy. Also, Buffy thinks that bats have tails. 
I don't know how she thinks that. Because that's what her Patronus has. Pegasus. I don't know Harry Potter that well. Her Patronus? That giant bat that saved her. Yeah, it's not her Patronus. It's just her giant bat friend. Well, they call it a Pegasus. Yeah. I don't know Harry Potter. Harry Potter doesn't have... Harry Potter has Patronuses. I don't know. I'm very confused. Normally a Pegasus is a flying winged horse. Well, Buffy's Pegasus... Is, is a, a dragon-y type it's thing. It's a bat with a tail. Xander has a pumpkin on his head. Willow is nowhere to be found. And Robin Wood... Is dancing with another girl. Who looks almost identical to Buffy, but with braces. And her name is Sandy? It's not... I don't know. Is it Grease? Maybe. Maybe that's what they're listening to. But Giles has ducked out of his chaperone duties to take Jenny Calendar to Joyce's museum. To Something the- we never saw on the show, so it's kind of fun to see her gallery. To the art opening for her Egyptian exhibit. Giles meets Joyce. He's like, I'm so excited. I never get to see this stuff because it's, you know, Sunnydale's a smaller town and this usually goes to bigger cities. And Joyce is like, yes, this is amazing. I'm so glad I got to put this all together. And then they do this weird thing. I feel like it's a more modern thing, but it always just sounds weird to my ear. Referring to your significant other as your partner. Yeah. I don't know. It just always sounds weird to me. I don't know why. It just does. I don't know. I don't know. I would never introduce you as my partner. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because they're not married. I don't know. Maybe. So I, I guess know. we're doing better than their relationships. High five. We know what's going to happen at the end of this book and it's not good. So I feel like high fiving is. We're still doing better. We're married. Yes. I just feel like now we're adding insult to injury to. Why don't you these four poor, These poor fictional couples <laughs> that are about to have some major issues befall them. <laughs> I suppose. But and then they're all talking to each other like, hey, isn't Buffy awesome? They're like, yeah, Buffy is awesome. She's very fun and determined. And then they go on this cool little walk through all the exhibits. And there's a dagger. Yes. Maybe we've seen it before. But not I before. I think that piece of art's super cool, too. The top down shot of all four of them walking. Yeah, because they're walking on like a nine panel grid, but it makes it look like they're walking across a floor, kind of. It's a very cool shot. Yeah, they're kind of walking. They're within the comic, but they're also kind of walking on top of it. It is a very cool perspective kind of thing to play with. Yeah, it's cool because you don't have to see them going past each exhibit. You get like a snippet of each exhibit and them walking over it. And it's... And a dagger. Abstract. Cut away back to the dance. Buffy is sitting in the bleachers by herself, frowning at Robin, who's a spider. (laughs) Is that a metaphor? Is he trying to trap her in his web? I don't know. I don't know. You were the one that that was doing Spider-Man impressions like four minutes ago. Spider-Man. When all of a sudden, a random guy comes and sits next to her. In some kind of devil mask. And <laughs> this I do... is actually my favorite part. And <laughs> the I... angel wore a mask. Of course it's angel. And he goes and he finds Buffy and he sits next to her and she goes, seriously, dude? So he gets up and walks up one bleacher row behind her. And she's like, uh-huh, hilarious. And to be fair, hilarious. Good job, angel. <laughs> Way to show a sense of humor. I know, I feel like Angel has more of a sense of humor in this book than we saw in the TV show. Definitely still moping, but a little bit less, like, doesn't take himself quite as seriously. And when we started this whole thing, it was like, you know, it, it's 2019. Maybe don't have the old man with the 16-year-old girl, but the second they get together, I'm like, just love each other! But also, we don't quite know how old Angel is. Couple hundred, at least. You know what I mean. We don't know how old he appears. Yeah, he was 28 before, He's still probably late 20s. I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting the kind of sense that maybe he's closer to early 20s here. Maybe they're trying to close that gap to make it less creepy. Yeah, because like if he's like 22 and she's 18, that's four years. That's not like 
plus a couple hundred. So you're just going with the visual you side. Know what I mean. You know what I mean. Cause she is like, Oh my God, are you in a frat? And if I looked at a 28 year old, <laughs> I'm like, if a 28 year old told me they were in a frat, I'd be like, Oh God, what have you done with your life? Right. But also he's not in a frat, but the fact that Buffy thinks that he might still be in college makes me feel like maybe like 22, 23. She's like, what's your deal? He's like, bats don't have tails. She's like, ah, only because I never looked at Angel from the TV show and thought, maybe you're in college. Did you? No. I mean, he was... I don't know how old he was, technically. I don't know how old the character was. I don't know how old the actor was when it started. But I still feel like the actor was at least, like, 26, 27. Probably, yeah. Which is fine. Like, that's that's what his character was as well. It's just... Alex has been said, why are you wearing velvet? Velvet is a luxurious material, so... Good for him. But we go back to our museum and Jenny Calendar is all excited about this dagger and Giles is like, oh crap, that's the key to opening the Hellmouth. Also, everybody's dressed to the nines. They're in black tie for this. I also feel like we say the words the key a lot and the comic is actively winking at me. Does it mean that it's going to turn into Dawn? <laughs> oh my gosh, I so hope. If Dawn is a dagger. Kind of spoiler <laughs> alert, guys. We're going to go into the Hellmouth here pretty quick. I kind of wish, wish that Don just like pops out of the hell now. <laughs> like, I'm a knife. <laughs> but Alice is like, oh my God, we need to keep this away from Drusilla at all costs. And, you know. No sooner are the words out of his mouth than Drusilla shows up with Spike in some fancy plaid pants. Yeah, Spike is in plaid pants. Drusilla- How did you not notice Spike's plaid pants? I did notice them, but Drusilla is dressed like River because she's wearing combat boots and a flowy dress. Also, she has on vamp face. I was far more distracted by the plaid pants than I was the River-esque ensemble. But you're right. She does look very similar to River in that. I've wore some plaid pants. Yes, you have. And Drusilla's like, I'm going to kill everyone here after she kills someone. Unless you tell me where this dagger I'm looking for is. And Joyce is like, it's over there. Only for it to be gone. Dun, dun, dun. Giles took it. Giles took it. But I like I like that the artist like puts an outline of the knife X-ray vision. X-ray vision style in red on Giles' jacket. Like we can see through Giles' jacket to the knife. And Drusilla's walking around. She's like, I'm going to kill everyone. And Jenny Calendar is just staring daggers at Giles. I did that on purpose. I know you did. <laughs> and you were just staring daggers at me for that pun. It's a bad pun. I stand by it. Some puns are good. So Drusilla's going to kill Joyce, and Jenny Calendar yells out. She's like, I took it. I mean, we took it. And so... Drusilla comes over. She's like, oh, you're the watcher. Your lady friend done messed up. <laughs> you're not good at this. She's like, you are. She's not. She has no fortitude. And Spike's like, all right, let's go open a helmet. How do we do this? And Drusilla stabs him in the neck. <laughs> and then leaves him on the ground while she runs away with the bloody knife she's like well you did your part i need to go i had to sacrifice someone that i love and just a rando so halfway there also whoa okay um because he's a vampire and she did not chop off his head or stab him in the heart with a wooden stake he's not dead he's just like in pain and bleeding (laughs) and she's like bye forever (laughs) my neck and we see that the Hellmouth starts to open. Fire is coursing through all of Sunnydale High. Everybody runs outside. And we get a shot of Willow, who hasn't been at the dance, so we see that she's by herself casting some sort of spells. Our first it's indication serious. that Willow... Not our first indication, we've had some hints that it's coming, but yeah, our first time seeing Willow cast in magic. Magic with a K. 
sitting inside a pentagram. I can't tell if the design is the same design as the Hellmouth seal. Maybe? I don't know either. Might I also don't know what her shirt means. Me either. Bruja. B-R-U-J-A. I said it. Or Bruja. Bruja. <laughs> Prelude completed. Now we're into the actual Hellmouth because the Hellmouth is open. It's partially open. Drew still needs to stab someone else. The Hellmouth is about to be open. So the actual Hellmouth main series is written by Jordi Belair and Jeremy Lambert with art by <sighs> Eleonora... Carlini. Again, apologies for pronunciation. So, we start very much where we left off. School's on fire. We get some inner monologue from Drew. And here's a panel that kind of confuses me. It's a two-page spread. We know that the Hellmouth is opening up. And we literally see giants and dragons descending on Sunnydale. And they're just not where we are right now, at least. They're kind of not going to be mentioned again. Like, they'll mention that the earth cracked open and fire spat out. But all these massive monsters coming down on the town, kind of, you know, what's up with them? They're these little, like, hell rats that we see again, but we don't see any of these ginormous creatures. Yeah, that are just coming into the town like, oh, our time is now! That's not true. We see them go down. We see them when we, I guess, spoiler, we're going to go into the Hellmouth, and we see them down there. But still, they're all over the town, and it's just never really mentioned again. Yeah, it's totally true. So that's kind of a weird moment. And Drew Silla's monologuing to herself like, they're under my command now, and she runs away. And we cut over to Anya, who we haven't seen in a little bit. And Anya's packing up her shop and moving it through a portal, which I really enjoyed. She's doing it season three style. She's like, apocalypse, Anya out. Yes. And Giles comes crashing in, literally crashing in. And he's like, Anya, I need your help. You need to fix things. And she's like, Giles, I'm too old for this. I'm not dealing with this. I'm going through my portal. Bye. So she's in Lethal Weapon? I don't know. I've never seen that. Is that what you were just thinking about for yeah, a while? So tr- you know, the space will cut out. Yeah, but she's getting too old for this. Shit. Apparently, she's Donald Glover in your world. I guess so. Isn't she, though? Isn't that, isn't that basically what she said? She's she, like, yeah, she, she, I've tried to help before and nothing actually fixes it. So Yeah, she's basically Murta. I'm leaving now. So no, lethal, lethal Weapon 1 through 4. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen the TV. I, to be fair, I don't watch the TV show either, but I don't think anyone did. There was it, a TV show? Yeah, the main actor got canned for being a jackass, and then they replaced him with Sean William Scott, and then the other actor left, and then it got canceled. You know a lot about this show for never watching it. Podcast on? Very recently. Really? Whatever. Moving on from Lethal Weapon talk. Fourth movie is no good. I... Do you know what I could talk more intelligently about? High School Musical 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> now on Disney+. Plus. Oh my gosh, so excited. But we go back to the school. Everyone's running around. Buffy's trying to save everyone, getting everyone to the library, where they find Robin Wood, who's still in his spider costume. <laughs> yes. They're like, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you doing here? And Cordelia's in the background, and she's just like, so Buffy's a slayer, Xander's a vampire, and we're all going to die. Fantastic. And then she's like, I really enjoy your commitment to Halloween, sweetie, but bats don't have tails. I also like that Cordelia is dressed as a cat yet again, just like she was in season two for Halloween. She's consistent across universes. Good for you. But Buffy needs to go fight all of the demons that are coming in only for Angel, not wearing a silly mask anymore, to burst in, opening two doors at a time. Very Angel-esque of him. Callback, maybe? To Lord of the Rings? No, um... I know what you mean, I just liked mine better. In season five, Eve accused Angel of being overly dramatic by opening two doors at a time when he really didn't need to. So I'm going to say callback. 
but also Aragon in the Two Towers. Yeah, he did do that in that movie. Yes, of course he did it in that movie. When he came dramatically out of the river half dead and was like, I'm here now. But after one callback of cat ears, two callbacks of angel opening doors in an overly dramatic way, three callbacks right in a row because he goes to the library, he looks at the floor, he's like, I thought the Hellmouth was directly underneath this. And it's- Callback, callback, callback. And it brought you joy. It kind of does, yeah. So then he runs away and Buffy's like, I'm going to go follow the tall guy. Yeah, she's like, we have to find this Hellmouth situation. And just kind of leaves everyone there. And nobody follows Buffy and the mysterious stranger. Well, she says get everyone out of the school. So they have a job to do. Oh, that's true. She does tell them what to do. And they do that. They get everyone out of the school. But there has been one casualty. Braces Buffy. Sandy? I'm not giving her a name. I I forgot it. She has a name. Well, she's dead now. She's dead now. And she was killed by Drew, thus that's the stranger that Drew needed to kill to open up the Hellmouth. The Hellmouth is officially opened. Whoops. Problems will ensue. Angel goes running downstairs, Buffy following. And she's like, hey, this is my job. What are you doing? He's like, yeah, I've been doing this longer than you, so I'm going to do this so you can leave. See, and here's the confusing part to me. Star-crossed lovers. This feels like a really appropriate time for Angel to do the quick exposition that he did with Gunn. Because Buffy is far more likely to believe him than Gunn was, even though Gunn did believe him. But Yeah, but you know what Gunn doesn't have in his title? Vampire Slayer. I know, but like a really quick thing like, hey, I'm also a demon killer. He just has Instagram and SoundCloud user in his title. Who? Gunn. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like he could have just left out the vampire part, but been like, hey, guys. Super strong. Been fighting demons. I've been fighting demons for hundreds of years at this point. I'm here to help you out instead of just whatever he's not telling her. I do like Buffy continuously calling him out, though. He's like, I'm doing this alone. You need to go back. She's like, nope. And he's like, I saw you from afar. She's like, what are you talking about, you weirdo creep? Yep. Way to just keep calling him out, Buff. And oh, you're very familiar with her now. Apparently. What is Buffy short for? Isn't it Rebecca? I forget. I think it's one of those names that has no connection to the real. Just look it up. Damn it. I don't have my phone. Well, I'm at... Is it Elizabeth? Yes, that's it. That's the real one. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I guess it had a P in it. (laughs) Someone yelled at me in this podcast. (laughs) Some listener has just yelled at me from afar. (laughs) The weirdest one is Peg or Peggy being short for Margaret. Or Dick being short for Richard. I still think that Margaret and Peg is a is a bigger leap. Anyway. The other thing that I like that, again, we'll call it a callback. Angel's like, hey, I saw your half-vampire friend. I don't like him. <laughs> Continuing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like <laughs> unnecessary animosity. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I like that Angel's just like seems like a jerk. So, and Buffy's like, well, he kind of is, but he only has half a soul right now, so leave him alone. Which is actually my favorite part that she's not like, he's not, he's sensitive and kind. She's like, nope, he is kind of annoying. Look, he has two eyes right now. Let's just give him credit for that. Oh, poor Xander. And I do like them introducing themselves, fighting demons, and they say their very silly names to each other. They do say their very silly names to each other. And they go deeper into the Hellmouth only to find the seal and they jump in. Where we cut to Drusilla who has the knife and she's surrounded by fire. And the Hellmouth is beckoning to her, saying that she needs to come and that her destiny awaits. Yes, pretty much. I guess combat boots would be a pretty good thing to walk around Helen. So then after all of that, 
We cut back to L.A. Just in time for the next issue of Angel. I guess, look, we're going to start playing fast and loose with the timeline here because Spike has apparently healed from his neck wound and now he's just in L.A. Yes, that was not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say he's like in deep depression because he kind of is, but he's also in L.A. We are going to establish that Buffy and Angel have been underground for at least a couple days. Yeah, it's very unclear how long Buffy and Angel are under their... They're not interacting like, you know, they had to make camp together or something. Or you could say it's a demon dimension. It's moving at a different pace than regular Earth, which we've dealt with before, but... A.K.A. Wizard did it? Yeah, essentially a wizard did it. Unless the only thing... What a fantastic episode of The Simpsons that has just brought us so much content. (laughs) Oh, wizard did it. Unless we haven't gotten a sense at all from the Buffy and Angel in the Hellmouth situation how much time they've been in there so it's terribly possible that they are in there and we're just seeing the very beginning of it but the other books are going at a different pace outside of the hellmouth potentially but we see spike in his pleated pants you mean plaid plaid or pleated they're not pleated they're just flat front whatever i don't know they're just plaid look i don't know fashion but clearly the writer brian edward hill is all about the fashion also on twitter i'm just gonna definitely confirm he is all about the fashion also, I feel like if he listens to this, he's going to be very offended that you mixed up pleated and plaid. He probably will be, but you know what? He he throws out fashion tips, and I read them, and I go, you're just spot on. <laughs> he knows what he's about. He's He's got it down. Fantastic. We also know that he's very into fashion because he brings up Tom Ford in this several times. <laughs> yes, he does. This particular issue. But Spike, because he's been stabbed in the neck, decides to be partially suicidal, but not fully. Evidently, he and Drusilla have broken up. So he just starts stabbing him in the neck, I suppose, was her breakup message. I mean, if you stabbed me in the neck, I'd feel betrayed at least. <laughs> yes, I can imagine that. But he just starts diving off roofs into cars. That's a thing he does. And the police officer's like, you have to stop that now. Because he's a sad sack. And he was like, bite me. Just to be clear, because I had to double check this. Spike did not say bite me, because that is just too punny. What did he actually say? Piss off. Well, it's a very similar theme. Well, he went British on it versus literal. (laughs) But we see Gunn and Fred chatting over Angel's blood sacks in his fridge. Yeah, and uh, he left them a pizza, which was very kind of him. And they're chatting about Lilith and who she is and what's happening here. Fred's like, Lilith's a demon. And Gunn's like, demons are a thing. And she's like, you hunt vampires. And to be fair, I'm with Fred on this. And I like that Fred is clear that the magic in her is magic with a K, that that's somehow a big distinction. But I like that. From pulling a rabbit out of her hat, she's instead pulling, I don't know, other things. Crazy talk. And so in the middle of all of this... Lilith shows up. She's like, yeah, I am a demon. I am ancient. And she's wearing a very fancy ensemble of a blazer and shorts. And a big belt buckle. I was checking to see if her shorts were pleated. I don't think they are, at least from this image. I'd be so curious if that would go into the notes for like, hey, this is what I'm hoping to see in the art. Pleated shorts. It actually reminds me a lot of um, an ensemble that Meghan Markle wore prior to being Duchess of Sussex. But Lilith is like, hey, Gunn, you know how you're all about this vampire named quote unquote Lucas? Also the K. There's a lot of Ks in here. Let me give you the rundown of what you're actually fighting. And then we get a fun update. And I'm all about this update. Because the master comes back. Yeah, it turns out the vampire that killed Gunn's cousin is none other than the Master, but he's a different Master than the one we saw before, so probably fewer long fingernails so he can actually make a fist, 
And he's probably not on Seinfeld. But this master, a.k.a. Lucas... Um, is really into knee pads and shoulder pads. Yes. I was really going to say that he is much more effective at killing things, existing as a vampire. He likes wearing teeth as a necklace. Than the prior master. Kind of like how Connor liked wearing ears. Ew, gross. Connor loved ears. And nobody loved Connor. I liked him a bit. Nobody loved Connor. I still liked Connor. You liked him. You didn't love him. I don't care that nobody I'm Nobody loved him. You know what? I'm in the minority and I accept this and I still liked the character. Whatever, yeah. So the master is now, I guess, Lucas, and he's very slashy. And I, I do like the update. I like that we're getting to play this kind of mix and match among the lore. That it's not just a Buffy thing, that you can have the master over on Angel, and it's connected to Gun. And I, I don't know, I like that a lot. I also like that Lilith mentions that in letting Gun live, the master sealed his own fate. I, I Yeah, I'm hoping that Gun's going to do him in. I like that there's an element of prophecy and of foretelling. Nothing crazy. Not so much like this will control every second of your life, but we also don't. But know, I like that. I mean, we did supposedly see his cousin die, but it could do a Alana thing of Gun has to stake her later on, or it could be like a Frey and a Hearth thing. Oh yeah, I mean she she was definitely still in the car when Gun ran off. Yeah, so th- these windows are still open. Yeah, I like that. But go kill the master. Go kill the new master. Get him. But she says, hey, or when I say she, I mean Lilith. Lilith is like, hey, just so we're clear, Angel's off, probably underground now in hell. But if you want to continue your own mission, you should go find this vampire Spike. Yes. And she's like, just kidding. You can't go dressed like that, though. So she gets Tom Ford to whip them up some outfits. Get fancy. And they go to a club. And they go to a bar. And speaking of fashion, Spike is trying way too hard. Yes, and he still way too hard. The black fingernails, but interestingly enough, he's in a very human environment and certainly not attempting to kill anybody or anything. Yeah. And he's just drinking water. Yeah, Spike is in a '70s motorcycle jacket, a T-shirt that says "Major Threat," and a chain around his neck, like a full-blown chain, not like a douchebag 2003 chain but like an actual chain that you would use for hauling something with a padlock around it so spike is trying way too hard never mind the bleach blonde hair and the black fingernails lilith says something to the effect of you're looking for a guy with a billy idol haircut and fred much like me says who's that i don't know either fred we are listening to billy idol the second the show is done they find spike turns out spike's waitress is a agent of Wolfram and Hart. And she is there to try and kill Spike. Spike spots Gun coming towards him. He's like, that's a fancy man in a blazer. I'm gonna run away. Only for this waitress to dive at Spike. With a knife. She's like, I'm gonna I'm get you. So again, Spike is stabbed and for the second time in as many issues. So Gun and Fred, I guess a little bit, but Gun and Spike mostly work together. Spike does this crazy kick. And kicks her in the head and just a lot of things are happening and basically they incapacitate the girl spike runs away he's like well i think you're all trying to kill me spike out and lilith is outside in her full demon form floaty horns big bat wings she's like hey sit down and then gun kind of laughs at him and then she puts gun in his place as well and basically tells them boys be nice make up your friends now also you lost fred fred is gone and Fred has been kidnapped by none other than Baphomet's servants or whatever they're called. Wolfram and Hart. They are part of the 
The circle? The black circle. Instead of circle the black thorn, they decided to streamline the name. And also, Lila has kidnapped Fred. Lila Morgan herself. Meanwhile, back on Buffy's side of things. Joyce is sad. Understandably so. Because apparently Buffy is off on a field trip in her world. Yeah. Who wrote this note? Who told Joyce that Buffy was gone on a field trip where she had no cell service? This is a part of the story where I'm like, how do we get here? How do we get from point A to point B? It kind of feels like with all the chaos happening, if they really wanted to cover up Buffy's disappearance, they could say that she disappeared. And everybody would be like, that makes sense. Just because a lot of crazy things are happening here. And everybody's just kind of falling apart. So Cordy's kind of falling apart. Willow is definitely falling apart. But we're also, again, as we mentioned earlier, like before we saw like dragons and giants descending upon the school. But now they're just, you know, they're back in class. Yeah. And we talk a little bit about the weird I feel like we took a big ass leap here. Okay. Honestly, when I was rereading these again, it felt like I was missing a piece. It does feel like you're missing a piece. Like, how do we get from hellfire spewing from the streets and students dying to we're back in class? The only thing I could think of was that all of those crazy creatures came out of the Hellmouth. And then when Drew went back into the Hellmouth, she kind of recalled them with her. That was the best I could come up with. Maybe. We see Willow because she's playing with being dark Willow because she has a black streak in her hair. Bad Willow. Bad Willow, as you have called her for, Which, at this point, years. It's been years. Scott, we've been doing the show for a while. We have. But Willow's just really having a tough time. With half a soul. With, yeah, with managing having half a soul. But also, even when she was dark Willow, bad Willow, she wasn't really mean Willow. This, she's mean Willow. Well, she tried to kill Andrew and Jonathan. And yeah. she also ripped off Warren's skin. She was pretty mean. I know. It was more like vengeful Willow, though. In this, it's like hurtful willow i guess it would hurt if somebody ripped off all your skin but you know what i mean and then she also was supposed to have killed rack but then both of those deaths were totally retconned later in the comics so she didn't hurt anyone fantastic i'm not a fan of that um i know we all know actually we've all heard your thoughts on this <laughs> but we see willow is over at rose's house and rose is like hey help me study and willow is playing a nintendo switch a game system i don't know anyone that owns i'm sure it's popular because it's nintendo but i literally have never played the system or seen it like outside of a mall i don't know anything about it but so i would like one i, I also know that <laughs> side note we, i mean we're poor because you know i run a comic book store but i'd like one <laughs> someday in the future but yeah so rose is kind of like i also noticed that rose's hair is kind of rosy which i enjoyed but rose is like hey can you help me study for art history and willow's like don't know don't know art history not taking it and rose is like oh i just kind of thought that because you're kind of a genius at everything you'd know a little bit more about it but willow's like i'm just going to continue playing my nintendo switch and rose is like but help me with school and willow goes well let's break up instead pretty much and it's very sad it's very sad because rose is like we care about you you haven't been yourself for a while and willow's like don't talk to me bye but we see giles in the library with xander apparently xander is going to be going on patrol in buffy's absence and giles has a fever of some kind and he's just he's sweating all over the place he's so moist also xander is kind of the voice of i won't say reason but definitely the he's never that he's definitely the most likable one in this entire comic so far that's not true rose is the most sympathetic character but then xander is still pretty like all right i can i can get on board with this 
Xander's just hanging out in the library like they all normally do, sharpening his stakes for patrolling that night like they all normally do because everybody else is disappeared. And Giles is all on his case about, like, you're making too much noise. Aren't you here to help me look up things? Blah, 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 blah. blah. I need to sweat on something. I'm a moist old man. All he does for the next three issues that we're aware of is sweat all over the place. That's all he does. And yell at people. And then he sweats on Robin. It's not an issue that we're going to cover this issue, but he's he's so wet. Yep. Yeah. Xander goes out to a graveyard to maybe patrol, maybe stakes of vampires, but he brings tacos, which... Brings deeply into question, what does Xander eat? (laughs) That was my first thing that I thought of, too. He's half a vampire. Is he drinking blood? Is he eating tacos? Which one is it? Or maybe it's both. It reminded me of, in Harry Potter, one of the Weasley brothers gets bitten by a werewolf, but not when he's a werewolf, when he's like in his human form. And how they dealt with that is that they made it so that he just likes his meat very, very rare now. But he doesn't necessarily want to bite humans. So I, I wonder if it's Xander something similar. A rare taco meat. Well, then I was But confused. then a raccoon steals it from him. I'm like, you son of a bitch. And my favorite part of this entire issue was when the raccoon steals it. And uh, Xander says something like, go, you human-handed thief or something. <laughs> Godspeed, you human-handed thief. That was exactly what it is. And that was my favorite part. And the I really enjoyed the raccoon's face. Raccoons are little monsters, and that's the reason we need to keep our trash can in the garage, because they will tear apart our trash if it's outside. I mean, you've heard people call them trash pandas, right? But whatever. A vampire finds Xander, they fight. He's like, I thought you were human, and Xander's like, nah, bitch. And then the vampire's like, well, you can't be half and half. The monster will win out eventually, and then Xander kills him. No one ever lives in the midway, and Xander gets sad. Except that both Xander and Willow are there right now. And maybe Giles, there has to be something else going on with Giles. There has to, because he goes over to Jenny Callender's house. He's like, let me in, woman. He's so pushy. She should definitely break up with him, because he just forces his way in. And he's like very sweaty still. Dump his ass. And she's like, are you feeling okay? And he's still sweating everywhere. And all I can think is that, you know, like in The Walking Dead, when they had their weird fever before they turned into a zombie? Maybe he's on his way to turning into a zombie. She's like, why are you so wet? She doesn't say that, but she is... She's very upset with him because he was willing to sacrifice Joyce so that Drusilla wouldn't necessarily get the knife. And then she kicks his ass out and he's just like, has everyone gone mad? I'm like, I don't know. You're pretty unlikable. I know. it Somehow, and I don't know how, and maybe it's just the charisma of the actor who played Giles, because this doesn't necessarily seem like an un-Giles-like decision to try to save the knife from Drew and sacrifice people in the process because... In the end, he's trying to save all of humanity. That seems like a very Giles decision, but I guess the aftermath of it does not seem like Giles. Yeah. Or the conception that I have of Giles is a whole new world. It's a whole new Giles. Could be. And then we cut over to a weirdo nerdy creep who doesn't go to the dance because he doesn't have any friends. Not a lot to say about him until, I guess, next time when it gets really dark. I guess the only thing that I thought was that it was, we talked about how all of the the monsters escape from the Hellmouth, and how this is another way that monstrosity shows up. If that potentially, but we are we are introduced to a character that will return in the second half of the Hellmouth arc, and then we see a Slayer arise in Sunnydale via cab. Look, it's Kendra. It's just Kendra. They try and play it like maybe it's a mystery. It's just Kendra, and she we shows know up it's Kendra at her watcher's house, and her watcher is not Giles. In fact, it is. 
That's right, Robin Wood. But Robin doesn't seem to be aware that he's a watcher. That was the confusing part. I mean, he has more revealing boxers than Jason Derulo. You only know that because I showed you a BuzzFeed article. Also, podcast told me. Did they? Yes. Who else told you about it? Ralph. Oh, good. Glad. And if I'm going to clarify, once again, as I've already had to clarify, we watched a Cinemasker video about Dracula. I guess I'll clarify I listen to Ralph Garman's podcast. <laughs> Shout out. Because I just have to keep clarifying things that I do outside of this show, I guess. But yeah, Kendra's here. So are we going back to the Hellmouth now? Yes. <laughs> okay. So Hellmouth issue two now. We're actually in the Hellmouth. So I guess that's very aptly named. Confusingly, most of these Buffy and Angel books don't have Buffy or Angel in them. So there you go. Because they're in the Hellmouth. They're just diving deeper into the mouth of hell. So Buffy and Angel are just kind of like bebopping around, learning a little bit about each other while they're trying to find their way through the Hellmouth. Future lovers, as we've been told. Buffy clearly has no idea who Angel is or that he's a vampire, because she's like, you're older, aren't you? Are you in a frat? And they get separated, and they go and find that Buffy's in a reality where Joyce is there, and Sanders there, and Willow's there, and she needs to save everyone. I do like that this version of Buffy does not lose her head, so who knows what might have happened in other versions of Buffy, but this one keeps her head, and she realizes that this can't possibly be Joyce. It can't possibly be Willow and Xander. And she ends up taking down this creature that looks like Joyce. Yeah, which is really creepy because it doesn't like change back. She just has to straight murder something that looks like her mom. Yes. Um, And right then Angel shows up and he's like, yeah, I also had some terrors of people that I once didn't save. Maybe they're the ones that we've seen in Angel's series before. I think so. I the guy, I think, it's is probably, definitely yeah, his it's friend. that old guy. And then I think that it's the, the couple of girls that he didn't save, and I'm sure we could walk back and see them. I don't know, Folly. I mean, it's hard to tell with, you know, art jumping from artist to artist. It's not always clear, but I am going to go out on a limb and say they're probably the ones we saw before. I mean, Angel definitely says that they are people that he could not save, so that feels on the nose. Angel could say that about anyone. I guess. Most everybody. I could be at a bar trying to order a beer, and if just the bartender didn't see me, Angel would be like, it's my fault that he didn't get his beer, and I have to tone for this. A tone or just tone? A like, to- get toned? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's <laughs> he's going to get swole. He's going to go do a couple reps. Oh, no. Somebody taught you that word, didn't they? He's probably going to do like 3 of 15 or something. So anyway, back to this. So we're back in the Hellmouth, and just things are not good. Angel's like, we have to be kind of stealthy because... We don't know what's going to happen in here. It's very unclear. There seems to be levels that you can like drop down from one level to the next. Kind of like a video game. It feels like a video game. Or like the levels of hell because there are nine of them. There are circles. There are nine circles of hell. You know what I meant. I don't know. It could be. I wasn't paying attention to how many kind of worlds they were dropping through, but that would be really interesting. I can roll with that. I mean, to be fair, for most of this issue, they just fight a bit, they talk, they learn a bit about each other, they squabble, and they're concerned about Drusilla, and they find her chained up in the middle of the Hellmouth, and maybe she's not in charge anymore. And also, maybe now she's crazy, Drusilla. I kind of missed crazy Drew. I totally missed her. Well, I miss Miss Edith. I know, but I also I miss a porcelain doll. Probably Drew does, too, to be fair. But yeah, so... All these creatures attack Buffy and Angel, and then all of a sudden all the creatures start running away from Buffy and Angel, and they're like, this is not good. And so they follow the creatures, and they find, as you just said, Drew. But what I'm interested about is, I mean, we're not done with this episode yet, because we still got one to go, but this is only Hellmouth 2 of 5, and they've already gotten to 
the core of it. So I am very interested to see what how much story is left and what is the story. Well, I guess I'm interested to see... Is Drew a victim of the Hellmouth now? Is she a part of it? Is she feeding the Hellmouth? Is she feeding off of the Hellmouth? Like, what's this relationship? And is our adventure now going to be to get out of the Hellmouth alive? Are we going to try to somehow save Drew? I don't know. Are we going to see the Torukan, those old ass vampires? Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see. Maybe Lucas will pop over here. Let's just call him the master. Lucas is such a, that's just a name. With a K though. That doesn't make it any less of just a guy with a name. The master is a real, like, I don't know. I was going to say, that's our real name. It's not a real name. It's a fake name. Don't ever call yourself the master. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, despite being halfway, halfway in air quotes, we're not really halfway through the story yet. And we're kind of already at the gooey center. Well, all I can think is that the story is going to change. That's where I'm rolling with this. That now the center of our story, now that we found Drew in the middle of the Hellmouth, we still need to try to close that Hellmouth. I feel like it's not going to involve the angel characters that much, and that includes Spike. I have no idea, because it could be something, what if Fred is delivered to the Hellmouth? Yeah, I mean, something we've never seen, something that I would love to see. We got close in season 12, but we were still a few characters short of, this is everyone. I mean, that it, we got close to it before, and thankfully, due to me, we at least got mentions of the rest of them. I like when we did that episode, you were like, maybe there's a possibility that I planted the seed that made this happen. And now you're like, it was all me, except for the part where I didn't write or draw it. Look, I give myself 10% credit. <laughs> and I've been upfront about that. But I, I, I don't know. I'd love to see everyone. If you give me everyone all in one spot, we've never gotten that ever in any reality, and I'd love to see it. Maybe walking all in a line together? I'd love an epic line. But I guess we got one more to go. So back to Angel we go, right? Yes. But we cut back over to Angel, and this might be my favorite issue of the whole Buffy Angel Hellmouth thing so far. This one has a nice combination of action and character moments you're gonna roll out a lot of things i like in this one we see fred being seduced by wolferman hart this baphomet creature unclear if it's a senior partner how it's connected to wolferman hart exactly but we see a vision of the future of fred being this vessel for this goat horned demon where her witch powers will i don't know probably lay waste to a thing or two yeah or like all of humanity one or the other we don't know maybe she's just gonna go down to texas and you know get some delicious food could be probably not so fred wakes up from this vision and she's horrified and finds out that she's in a helicopter with lila lila morgan lila's like hey remove the tint 80 percent. is this a necrotempered glass from angel season four slash five could be probably i mean they'll probably just be like look if you go to wolfram and heart you're not going to burn up because you know windows and so fred looks out and she's like yeah this is not good i don't want to be here anymore we're in la and i like the seduction that lila has which isn't over it's very reminiscent of what she did with bethany if you remember that from season two where it's kind of just drawing out what fred's powers are and just being like you do what you want to do we're 
you know, I'm just, we're here. I'm going to do my best to help you. And it, it's very natural. And I like that. And you can totally buy why someone would be like, okay. I mean, even the fact that Lila's like, you're very special to us because he loves you the most and you don't know who he is. But like, it's not, we're not going from That's the a- power <laughs> angle so much. That does sound so culty. If someone says like, to me, they're like, and there's one person that loves you the most to be like, and I am out. <laughs> this is weird and creepy. Goodbye forever. <laughs> like the cult from that Boy Meets World episode. Yes, it's like the guy from the cult of the <laughs> Boy Meets World episode who just wants to hug you. <laughs> and they have their non-branded sodas. <laughs> yes, it's it's just that Boy Meets. You're right. This is the Boy Meets World episode of Angel. And I can't help. Sean just needs a hug. <laughs> And Eric has to get kicked out because... All he wants is the hugs from the pretty girls. A.K.A. more than hugs. Well, he doesn't get anything. He gets kicked out. (laughs) And how everybody's like, your real family loves you. And how Corey's dad threatens to kill a man. And then Sean finds God and it's never brought up again. Well, John almost dies and it's never brought up again. That's like the worst. No, in season five, Minkus is like, he's in the other half of the school. Okay, yes, but... And then he comes back in Girl Meets World. What? We have brought up some weird stuff in this one. We're like, let's talk Kelly Clarkson and Girl Meets World. They're two of the things that you love in this world. It's basically all the things that you like. It's just a smorgasbord of things that you like. It's like that favorite thing song from The Sound of Music, which I like, but now it's your favorite things, which are Nintendo Switches and Girl Meets World and Kelly Clarkson and... All of the Angel and Buffy characters together walking in a line. You have a very strange and specific list. And the Sex Pistols. <laughs> Who the hell is listening to this episode? I'm so sorry, guys. So <laughs> Whatever. We go back to Spike and Gun, And, you know, they're a bit at each other's throats, but not literally. Gun's like, I'm a, I'll kill you if you turn on me. And Spike's like, I just might kill you because I can. Yep. And I like that Gun goes for the hair. And he's like, you dye that hair, don't you? So, you know. Look, I mean, if you're paying attention to the show, you can tell what episodes he's dying it in. I think it's clearer when he's over on the angel side of things, but you you can always tell the episodes when he gets the fresh dye. Bleach. It's bleach, not dye. Oh, whatever. And then Spike's like, I'm out, and Lilith is like, hey, I told you not to date Drusilla, and listen to me. He's like, yes, mistress. And then Gunn starts to laugh at Spike because Spike is so easily cowed by Lilith, and she puts him right in his place as well. And she's like, Gunn, shut up. He's like... Okay, and shut thus, up. <laughs> and thus, they decide that what they really need to do is go find Fred. But how are they going to find Fred if only there was some kind of demon that could read their aura and their mission through song, I guess? Okay, here's the thing that actually I love that we brought Lauren in. But where are they going to go? They're going to go to, I don't know, we don't have a name for it, probably Caritas. We're going to go see Lauren. Yes, and it's he looks great. I love how they've incorporated the song in there. Man, he is just a breath of fresh air because Angel, once again, kind of a dark story. And yet you need that character there just to ingest life into everything. Inject, not ingest. I stand by what I said. Ingest. You, <laughs> you want to eat life? Just, just bite his horns. I also like that I could be wrong about this, but I think, did they not rework Lauren's powers just a little bit? So in this one... He can read their auras. So he already knows where Fred is, but he has to read their auras to decide if he wants to help them or not. 
okay, I'll I'll buy that it's a hair different. It's not that different. No, it just I don't know. But I like that he's using the song as a way to decide if he wants to help or not. Not that the songs are the only way for him to help. No, so we see Lauren say, I'm just going to call it Caritas. I don't know if it is or not. But he flat out says he's Switzerland. And he makes both of them sing. Gun's like, can I do some original stuff? From my SoundCloud. Oh, that's right. And then we talked about SoundClouds already, didn't uh, we? Only on Patreon exclusives. $1 a month if you want to sign up for those. And we talked about how you feel old. That yeah. was the one we talked about you feeling old. It's one of them. I always feel like SoundClouds are just a joke on Twitter. Like, oh my God, this tweet's blowing up. Check out my SoundCloud. But Gun is like, hey. Check out my aura and my SoundCloud. <laughs> and Lauren's like, already did. Liked both of them. So I guess, yeah, I guess Lauren is just checking out the LA SoundCloud scene. And then How s- old am I? I 83 going on 104. I've literally yelled at kids to get off my lawn. Have you? Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't here. Those 20-somethings that live across the street. You yelled at them to get off our lawn? Jokingly. There is no jokingly. You are just 87. Oh my gosh. What am I going to do to bring back your youth? I guess that Nintendo Switch will come here sooner rather than later. And then Spike sings a song and Lauren has such a great line. This is, I know I've been saying like, I love this and I love this part, but this is, I think my favorite line is just Lauren goes, I gotta look up the line just to make sure I get it right. So Spike sings a song to get Spike's aura, which, you know, probably isn't a great aura. But Lauren, He's probably still very sad about the whole Drew thing and about getting, her stabbing him. Getting stabbed in the neck. Yeah. And Lauren goes, and who said this man has no soul? That's just such a good Lauren line. It is. That's all. That's 100% Lauren. And I feel like Lauren was a hard character in the comics to kind of continue post-show. Like once you made Lauren a regular character, once it moved to comics, it's like, how do we have the guy that breaks out of the song and calls Angel Angel Pastries viable. And it never really got there. And then it, it, the character unfortunately got subtracted with the death of Andy Hallett. Um, also, I was wrong about something. I said that Lilith told them that Fred was listening, but it's actually Lauren that tells them that Fred is already starting to listen to them. And I enjoy that more now that I know that. And Lauren does get kind of dark. He's talking to Spike. He's like, hurry up, dead man. I know. <laughs> I kind of like that too. But he has, yeah, he's kind of an edge to him. A little bit, a little tiny, tiny bit of an edge. But also, I like the idea that he's so tuned into sounds that he's like, she's already listening to them. Obviously, there's just I don't know the angel side of things. I just I like these characters so much. I love Lauren. I love Gunn. I love Spike. I love Fred. I love Lila. I'm just I'm so hyped up about this side of the story. Yes, and um, and I like that. So then we flip back to Fred and. This is where Lila introduces Wolfram and Hart to Fred, and she's like, you're going to need representation. With this Baphomet thing that she's supposedly the conduit for. So I'm kind of unclear how that's going to work. Is she the conduit, or is this thing on this plane already? Yes, and it feels like, in the same way that Willow just, in the show, all of a sudden had a ton of power, like, all of a sudden she was the most powerful witch ever to ever do anything ever, it kind of feels like that, but in a, in a, I don't know... Yeah, Willow went from like I'm spinning a CG pencil to I'm destroying the world. Right. Except this one makes more sense because this is all of a sudden. (laughs) This is all of a sudden somebody comes up to Fred and says, we know how much power you have. We can help you use it. 
you don't need to hide under the radar anymore. You can be all the power that you have inside of you. And that makes more sense to me than Willow just being like, look, guys, I can do little tiny bits of magic to I turned everything black and I'm killing everyone. Yeah, and this whole Fred having kind of pre-established power kind of falls into the same Xander realm of, I feel like this is a very intentional effort of going, how do we make the non-visually interesting characters visually interesting? Yeah. Because, I mean, comics, and it's something you could say that the previous comics struggled with as well, is how do you make these guys who are just kind of, you know, chatty Cathy's into something that we're going to be engaged with in a bigger way? Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I don't know, um, kind of my first impressions of Hellmouth, and we're only halfway through it, my honest impression is, I don't know. I'm really excited about the angel stuff. I don't, and I don't mean that in a bad way, because where I'm kind of stuck is, Buffy is still so fresh, I'm going, well, have we earned kind of this kind of massive story? Have we done enough to kind of get there, but also at the same time, I want Buffy and Angel to meet in such a big way but also i'm enjoying like moving the angel characters forward sons angel so my honest answer is i kind of i'm enjoying myself so far but i don't know how i'm gonna fully feel until it's done i guess is that a bad feeling no no because is it too much too soon or is it gonna stick the landing i don't clearly i don't know because we're not there yet yeah i will say that Reading everything together like this, I liked because I liked how they balanced it, each other out. I liked that. I love getting Buffy and Angel together. Yes. And a lot of their stuff in the Hellmouth, weirdly, for being in the Hellmouth, there's a lot more talking than there is action, which is fine. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I also love getting a large chunk of the Angel season five crew together. Because I, I like, I mean, I like every season of Angel, but there's a level of bickering and camaraderie in that final season that is just a lot of fun. And if we're getting that level of fun early on, I'm not going to fight it because Angel does take a little while to, in the show style, find its footing. And if we're kind of jumping ahead to being like, and here's where it's good, I'm like, all right, fine, I'm on board. Buffy's characters feel like they're... Jerks. I was going to say darker than their counterparts that we've come to know and love in other versions of Buffy. And I'm not sure that's necessarily a bad thing. Angel is always the darker show. And Angel still here feels... It's, I mean, Angel is visually darker. darker and people are, you know, getting off. But Buffy's characters feel darker than Angel. Yes. Yeah, Angel's characters are much more likely to crack a quick joke here. I mean, I mean, we have that whole soul split in half thing, but Buffy... F- feels darker i think it feels like there's some sort of i don't know like something darker that's creeping through the buffy characters which i'm wondering if that's going to come to light as we get to the second half of the hellmouth stuff i don't know i'm enjoying this reboot i'm enjoying that it's doing something different uh boy i mean i'm so there's parts of it i'm torn on and I'm, there's other parts of it i'm sold on like on one hand you know, I know that we're supposed to be introducing Buffy and Angel as, like, these characters they are going to fall in love. But at the same time, you're going to make twice as much... Oh, I'm speaking of Boom Studios here. They're going to make twice as much money having two separate books, which I get. But also, at the same time, if we have two separate books, I also get those other characters that I like so much on the Angel side. So they're, 
there's a real kind of give and take in my impression of what we're getting. And and to be fair, I totally understand why why we're getting what we're getting. It all makes sense from a business standpoint. But at the same time, I'm also going, this is best for the story, but also it might be best for the story. So I really, I really don't know. I kind of like that we we're not even into the double digit issues of any of these books yet. Or I guess we just now are into Buffy. But that's a bold choice to take your titular characters out of their respective books and put them together into another book, but keep the other titled books going for a long time. Like that has never happened before. It happened with Angel, but that was only like three issues. Right, exactly. And it was very quick. Like Angel went over, he did his thing, he went back to his book. And Fred was a lunch lady. (laughs) Yes, but this one, and that one felt like a filler. So I think it's a bold move. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I like that we're developing the, I hate to say background characters, but the secondary characters in such a way that they can also carry their own stories and not in a fillery kind of way, but in like, a, these are real things that are happening. Yeah, I mean, I already said it, but I'll... I'll say it a second time, I guess, for literally no reason. I understand <laughs> why we're doing what we're doing from a business standpoint. Oh, these are legitimately the same words you already used. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't, I'm just, I'm trying to literally work it out from, I'm trying to talk myself into how do I feel. And my honest answer is I don't know. Screw it. I'll give an opinion. This probably <laughs> isn't the way I would do it preferably. Going with the intention of that this would be a very long-running series, but I get why we're doing it. I'd I'd probably like to pull the taffy a little bit more than we have versus diving as headfirst as we have into this. I don't know. I'm just interested to see where this is going to go. I'm also interested. But I'm also enjoying it, so I don't know. I'm also interested to see how this is going to get printed up in the trade editions. Um, I know exactly. It's just going to be Buffy, Angel, and Hellmouth. They're not going to do it. Oh, okay. And you just need all three to make it work. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. To be fair, I don't actually know that for a fact, but that'd be my guess. I don't know. Any other thoughts? We're too far out for the solicitations. I don't know. I'm still trying to work out my feelings on this. I'm enjoying it, but at the same time, I'm like, is this how I would do it? But at the same time, no one's paying me for my opinion on how I would do it. You know what I do like, though? I like that this is different. I like that we're not falling into the same pattern that has previously been established. Yeah, because that was one of the problems with the comics before is, you know, they were in totally separate kind of stories. And then I guess just Angel was part of it. And then they had diffi- then they had to separate and then they had trouble coming back together. And then they had to can one of them in order for the story to finish. So there were definitely kind of awkward ways to get the characters to interact before. I don't know. Yeah. Am I rambling at this point? Probably. Are, yeah. That's okay. So I well, like- let me say what I said for a third time. So anyway, to sum it up, we like the mobility of the characters. I do enjoy that. I do like how you can just kind of hop from book to book because you're not really dealing with the politics of where we were before. We like where the story has started. I'm excited to see where the story is going to go. Yeah, I, I got faith that this is going to end <laughs> end well. <laughs> Ironically, Faith is the only one not here. And Wes and Oz and Riley. Oh, I do And Connor Riley. and Don. Mm-hmm. Yep, those last two. <laughs> um, so I guess everybody who's been keeping up with it, tell us what you think, unless you have any other thoughts for this. I can repeat what I said twice already. <laughs> A 17th <if> <laughs> time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I, 
And if you heard us on Patreon, I'm enjoying it, but you know, I you know, I'm still kind of holding out for a final opinion. For I guess we'll come in part two when we do this. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say if you listen to us on Patreon, then you've heard us all the way through this. Yeah, uh, if you we do non-spoiler and spoiler reviews for a minimum of a buck a month on patreon.com slash editors don't comics. And that's on the individual issues as they come out. They are. And I would say those ones are a little more raw. Let's use that as our term. Well, yeah, but also we go back and we reread everything again for these. So I feel like we have a much more measured opinion only because we get a bigger view of it as opposed to here's this one thing minutely right in front of me. Yeah. Anyway, if you are interested in those, please check it out. If you want to do anything else, you can email us at editors.comics at gmail.com. Beyond that, we'll be back for... You're on Twitter, too. I'm on Twitter. Editors no, at editors.comics. Um, and we're probably back next, because Firefly only has one issue left, so that's probably what we're back for. Early in this arc. Okay. Well, we are. You said that like... <laughs> well, no. Um, My grad school paper is due December 15th, so probably guys uh if we have to do a long episode it probably won't be out until after december 15th <laughs> i don't know my invoice came in today i don't so either way it will probably be out december 15th <laughs> All right. after december 15th we will be back thanks for hanging out with us listening to buffy email us if you want to talk some buffy stuff happy to do it and we will talk to you guys later all right see you bye